Babe Ruth, Larry Bird, Patrick Mahomes. You know any of those names, Bob? Do you? Do you? Yeah, Larry Bird. Yeah, he played baseball. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, these are household names in the world of sports. Our guest today is a superstar luthier, in my my opinion. Mm -hmm. Hello. His bodies of work are large. Get it, Bob? Bodies of work are large. Oh, nice. Anyway. Yes, yes, I get it. That's... (laughs) <laughs> I get it. I've known this gentleman nice. for almost 30 years, and I'm honored to call him a friend, and I'm honored to have him on Upright Citizens. Please give it up for the illustrious David Gage, everyone. Yes, and the yes. crowd goes. Hi, hi, Ruben. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for inviting hi, me. Hi, David. Oh, thank you so much for being here. It's really, really an honor. Thanks for being here. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So this is a bass-centric podcast. We do a lot of talking about bass really getting okay. into details and but also talking talking about music and life and stuff like that so everything is um everything's on the table anything but um you know Ruben and I always get together and talk about the podcast or ideas you know before we get here and right. uh, you know we're just sharing some sto- sharing some stories about you know um about about the you know your illustrious sh- sh- old shop do you know what i mean like and uh right. i have this um a striking, a striking feature, okay? A striking feature and definitely one of the first things that hit me, like the first time I entered your um, your shop was like all the mini framed photos and the signed headshots um, that graced the walls of your shop. And um, that's just such an indelible mark. And then you come in and you see all this wealth of big, beautiful bodied bases. And course, uh, but the, the first thing the, that always hit this me- This is the older shop, right? The older yeah, shop. The older right. shop, ex- <laughs> exactly, in Manhattan. And uh, I was just curious, are, were there any- um, were there any pictures or photos that you walked by and you just really meant us held in a certain regard or elicited a second glance from you or anything like that? Well, that's a good question. Yes, actually, all of them at one time or other. I mean, they're all people I know and they're all people I've worked with and learned from. Um, you know, as, as Ruben was saying, that shop is, is no longer there, which is your, your um, it's, it's, it's a big thing. You know, we had to leave when COVID hit. Uh, the building sold. We did not own the building, and we were given eight months to move out. And so all those pictures yeah. are boxed up now. They're um, we don't know what to, what we're going to do uh, with them. And everything was okay. in the five floors of um, of history there. And there, I've, I I discovered like an archaeological dig. Things I had done twenty years before. I'd forgotten all about that project huh. and things. Were, so wow. so that was. And in, and in doing so, I actually took a lot of the photos, took photos of those photos, and I had a little contest of who was this. And some of these guys, are the cool thing about a lot of the people who were now 20, 30 years older than the pictures. So some people are hard to guess. And, and I, we gave a cake of rosin to the first one who did it and actually spurred a lot of interest. It was a fun, <laughs> fun thing. Uh, but, wow. but in doing that, I, I just looked at all the pictures. And it was, it's, you know, a sad moment, really, to tell you the truth. I won't, I won't lie to you. Um, but uh, it's the time sure. gone by. Things change. And um, mm-hmm. it was a great shop. I mean, it was, it was, it was beyond any one of us. It would be, it'd be oh. all of us. And, and, and everyone who came in, um, you know, contributed to that atmosphere. It, was a, it became a social place to be. It became a place to meet. A lot of people met that. Yeah. So, mm. Yes. So, uh, you know, I don't know what to say Legendary. about it. It was, it was more, had a life of its own. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I right. Well, uh, it's 
a legendary shop for sure. And every bass player that's been there, it, they don't, we don't forget about it. I was telling Ruben just before we came in the room too, that uh, a friend of mine, back when I lived in New York, uh, we, we had a running joke that we were one day going to bring our own headshots in and just carefully adorn them under your wall as uh, young, <laughs> unknown bass players just moving to New York. We clearly obviously didn't do that, but it was, it was kind of a running joke that we did. <laughs> Grace the wall. Wow. Well, we, yes, exactly. we definitely do uh, miss that shop, but, you know, yeah, uh, onward and upward. Yeah, and your, exactly. Your new shop is, is, is fantastic. You know, it's still, it's still that meeting place. Yeah. It still has the same energy, and uh, I'm mm. I'm 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 happy that you all survived everything and and just kind of just you know just did a pivot in a certain kind of way. We that's, that's absolutely a, a did, a, thing, we did a pivot, you know. And, uh, I mean, and uh, along with that, here's another question for you, David. Okay. You have this impeccable reputation in the bass world. Two, two. There's two questions to this, I guess. What, what does that mean to you? And what qualities? do you look for in excellence in trying to just, you know, develop your craft? Well, uh, that's, that's a good question. Um, are you going to say something else? I don't know if you're going to add. No, that's, okay, that's yeah. it. That's well, it. Um, you know, it's really just like playing music. I mean, you really want to play the right notes. You want to feel the right feel. You want to do the right thing. You want to make the group sound as good as you can make the group sound. And that's kind of what it's all about. What we do, we really are, you know, you really want to do the right thing. And we learn, we're learning a lot from uh, people that come in. I mean, I, and I'm right. probably going to have to throw names out here, but I mean, when Ray Brown tells you this, the way he likes to have it done, you remember that, you know, Our, right. and, and then Ruben comes Ooh. in and says, this is what I'm doing. I'm playing this. And you say, okay, you remember. And so you kind of, it's more than just the instrument. It's really the player. And I always tell people, that um, you know the instrument doesn't sound like anything when no one's playing it. So it's really an interesting thing. It's a lot to mm. that. And, and if Ray Brown came into the place, he would play every bass. Every bass sound like Ray, like Ray Brown's bass. And I remember people would always say, mm. "Hey, is that bass for sale?" You know, any bass he played. Uh, <laughs> it's because they were they didn't, they didn't realize it's because Ray's playing it. But you know, from all yeah. everyone, I just we all yeah. learned so much. We had we have a get a had and we still have. Um, not everyone we used to have. We've gone through many different people, but uh, a good group of people too. Good, good uh, players. You know, good people that a lot of good symbiosis, and we learned from each other and brought things home. And having a number of people there, you really were able to feed off each other and kind of keep each other active and with ideas. And it was a good, really, really good thing. And and uh, you said before, it's all about having the. You know, I'm always amazed. Um, the way the world's been going, but you know, having having um, honesty and integrity is so important, you know. And um, and if you if you don't have that, yeah. you really don't have anything, in my opinion. And that's hopefully not a dying concept. No, we hope not. <laughs> <laughs> we hope not. Well, well, along along. So okay, here's 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 a little pivot okay. there on the same question. Almost what 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 would you say are the two most like obsessive things that bass players walk into your shop complaining about i mean being that i mean everyone is an individual everyone has their uh you know little quirks that they have and they think oh i need this or whatever what would you say the uh, if you could have if the two things that people mainly are like i need this to i need you to help me with all right one is one is the strings obviously everyone knows strings everyone's hmm. obsessive about strings and um i would say right off the bat <laughs> and um 
But that seems like a rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. It seems like oh, a rabbit yeah. hole. You know, That's a deep one. I wish I could remember. <laughs> I wish I could remember. It was a cartoon. It was a kind of underground, but well-known cartoon. Are you, I don't know if you guys ever saw it, but it was um, these two bass players are talking. Hey, man, what are you doing? One's, one's, and he said, yeah, well, I just, I want to have a, you know, an E string. It sounds like Ray Brown. So I want to get a Spiracore E string. And I'm going to get a G string. I guess like Charlie Hayden. So I'm going to get my gut G string. And I think for the D, I'm not sure what I'm going to get. But I think that it's more, you know, it goes on and labels all these strings. And the guys, you can tell the guys to go, oh, yeah, okay. He just goes and he like, he's just barely tolerating the conversation. He says, well, I got I can't wait to go down to David Gage shop and see a look on his face. You tell him this. And that was, that was kind of, and that was kind of funny because I thought, like, what the hell? That's why I knew we had something more than just, you know, we had something. But it was, but that's what people do. They really obsess on strings and, and what it is. That's a rabbit hole. Mm. And I guess obsession can be a rabbit hole. And, and the other thing is, yes. um, you know, it's everything really sounds different to different people. And, um, yes. And so, yeah. um, you know, everyone's got, you know, their thing they're working on, you know, and that's, you got to be really sympathetic yeah. to that and, and hear it. But, but I mean, I, I would say buzzes are the other one. I'm trying to think as we speak, you know, I think that, you know, people are hearing things that they think, you know, evenness of sound buzzes. Yeah. I mean, you know, all right. those little things that people work so yeah. hard on and try to get a nice consistent sound. Uh, what's going to mm-hmm. deter them from yeah. that, you know, or what's what can they do? And and sometimes it's just simply going home and practicing a lot more, you know, really. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Here's, here's a, I think we had this conversation last time we talked. <clears throat> I mean, in the day, in this day, that most bass players, at least most traveling bassists, I should say, don't carry their instruments. Do you yes. find that uh, that... Uh, those same traveling bases are more obsessive or less obsessive in hmm. their setup or what they need from you in this day. Um, Is that a question? Yeah, without a doubt, they're less hmm. obsessive. It's a really interesting thing you hit on. When people started taking the necks off, yeah. you know, and traveling with the neck off or their mm-hmm. bases, but with the neck off, um, People who had been really obsessed with soundposts—that's the other—that's the other. I guess I have strings and soundposts. Getting back to the original other question, but um, you know, people were, would go and you could spend, you could spend three four hours, and then you know I finally set a rule of forty five minutes max, because um, after that go home and play it for a couple of days, bring it back, fine, but let's not sit here for three hours because yeah. you really you get hearing fatigue. But um, but yes. uh, oh. you know, people who would really good players who were really and that doesn't mean you know really good players who were really obsessive about the sound post once they got a neck off the bass turn a neck off bases and they had to lodge the sound post in there so it wouldn't move with the neck off suddenly became a lot less obsessive they just dealt with it and there's something really to be said about mm, right. that i mean i would have to say generally yep. speaking um you know the the best players are less obsessive about sound posts because they're, they're more obsessive about themselves, you know, about what's going to happen. Yes. I would say so, but, but I, mean, I think it's a learning right. lesson. I mean, people really traveling without a base, um, you know, Mr. Ron Carter, uh, you know, was very interesting. I had a conversation just a, a month ago about his, he travels now without a base. Um, and he was talking mm-hmm. about people bring sound post setters and they do all this stuff. He says, no, he said, look, somebody who's giving you that bass had it set up for a reason. I'm not going to change that. He might bring, you know, he requests a certain string, mm. but he doesn't believe in 
changing the setup, moving the post and doing all this stuff. He said, right. just play the bass, you know, yeah. because yes. it's, and you're going to yes. go down a rabbit yeah. hole. And I thought that's really interesting. Yeah. He was never obsessive about a sound post anyway, but, but, um, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, um, you know, the reality is there. And it's a lot of sense, makes a lot of sense. You know, you don't want to go to a gig, get somebody else's bass and spend two hours trying to, you know, move the bridge no, around with no. the sound post. And no. do that. Yeah. You know, maybe raise it up or down. Well, you know, you I mean, get adjusters. Hopefully you have adjusters. You can raise it up or down so you get the height you need and play the bass. Yeah. Yeah, you start pulling that string, and before long, the whole sweater's on. <laughs> yes, yeah, I mean definitely. to your to your point, taking it back to Ray Brown, I uh, I had the opportunity to be around him right. a few times, you know, and he uh, did, was doing this recording session. I remember I flew. I think I did something crazy. Like I flew. He called me and was like, "Hey, Ruben, I need you to do this <laughs> yeah. this recording right. session." To uh, like it was like. Uh, he was producing something. I was like, Ray Brown asked me to be to do this. I think Ooh. I was like in Europe or somewhere. It was crazy. Like, and I and I had like three days like off, and we were like somewhere. I flew all the way back to the states because I was like, it's worth it, right? I flew all oh. the way back to the states, so I didn't have my bass. Those are the days that I was traveling right, my right. instrument. So I asked for a, a, a friend of mine's bass in New York. I was like, man, can you bring your bass to the studio so I could do? And I remember being so obsessive and and extra nervous yes. because, of course, Ray Brown is sitting in the booth. It's Ray Brown. You know, yeah. and I'm yeah, like, oh, this is not my base. This is not my base. Okay. All right. You know, I'm apologizing. <laughs> Sorry, it's not my base. And we had this like tune that we were doing. It was like a standard, and we were discussing some changes. And then Ray was like, you know, he came on the speaker. He's like, uh, I'm coming, I'm coming in. I'm coming in. <laughs> he came in. <laughs> he came in. He started to basically he's like, he uh, give me the bass room. He started to play and like everybody's face was like, <gasps> like the sound he was getting out of the instrument was Ray Brown. Right. It was like wow. clear. And he was basically showing us a change. He's like, um, F, ma- F minus seven, boom, 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 uh, C sound, blah, 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 blah. And he just played the, like these notes. And I was like, oh my God, you know, everyone's face was like, can he play the session actually? <laughs> anyway, um, but it it, it 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 in that moment it taught me so much. Yes. That like, you know what? This obsession, all that is it's it's your percent it's it's what you, it's yeah, you write what you said, David. How much time you have actually put into your instrument, um, you know, your technical yeah. your prowess, of course, but also it's a mindset. Yeah. He wasn't thinking anything yeah. of it right. you know what i mean he was just you know obviously he had spent you know <laughs> by then maybe 60 years of doing it but uh i i i remember i just right that day i stopped thinking about obsessing about the instrument and 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 if wow and if i sound like crap i need to put some more time in into the it's not the instrument it's me yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you, know well, I mean? you know ray brown doesn't so. do anything by accident and the fact that he asked you to play no. Says a lot. It wasn't a mistake. I mean, he knew what he was doing. So that's a right. huge compliment. I mean, and then you're right. Ray taught like that. Ray yeah. taught. I would see him working with Christian. He taught by example, you know, mm-hmm. and he just led the way. Yes. He is also mm-hmm. a man of ah. intentionality. You know, he knew exactly yeah. what he wanted and what he was trying to get, and he went and got it. And that's a real huge lesson, too, I, I learned from him. You know, that, yeah, because he's going to. He's not going to let the, the, the little stuff bother him. He's, gonna, he's not going to let anything. He's going to go right for it. And uh, God, what a great lesson he gave you. Huh? That's great. That's fantastic. Oh, my gosh. 
I, I owe a lot to him, definitely. Wow, yeah. what a great story, Ruben. Now that's incredible. That's incredible. Wow, very cool. Um, yes. Yeah, hey, David. So speaking of um, you know moving moving on, evolving, and moving forward, you know the shop in Manhattan. It's evolved into where we're at now the finley and gage musical instruments Mm -hmm. place which i hope to hope to visit someday it sounds sounds incredible um so where where do you where do you see or what is your intention and where do you see things evolving with your craft what's what's on the forefront when you say finley engagement particularly with me and what what we're doing just with with that business you mean or you mean just in general also just what's going on with the craft uh both, both, uh, okay, both, yeah. Both well, would be incredible. Yes. Well, what happened is um, Finley and Gage, which I, we, Judy, my wife, and I are, are part owners in, is bought the re- rental repair and um, uh, part of David Gage String Instruments. And so Sam is doing that. But I also, it's, 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 I also am working with people I worked with for years as a sort of a transitory type of thing and a way to kind of keep things going. I mean, I don't want to stop doing the work. I, like, I love the work. Um, but, yeah. you know, I've been doing it for over 40 years. It's, it's time to, you know, to do a little bit, like go out and mm. do some bird watching or something for once in a while. Um, so, so they, they, you know, so we're working with Sam and with all the guys there. A number of guys from the other shop are working with Sam in this other shop. And he also has one in Maplewood and other shops, Finley and Gage. And it's, you know, it's a difficult time now for businesses. Brick and mortar was already suffering before COVID even hit. And it's, you know, it's just a, a tough time. I mean, in general, the music business and what's going on, people who were working with students and with amateurs did very well during COVID. For example, Sweetwater had a banner year because there were a lot of people, mm-hmm. doctors, lawyers, or whatever, and who were had a lot of free time. They were buying a lot of extra effects and getting their instruments repaired. But the pros were not working. And yeah. our mistake was we were really a pro mm-hmm. shop. And so we're trying to figure out how to, mm-hmm. you know, we, so we, we were, so things were, you know, just was nobody working. It's like working for dance, ballet dancers, ballet dancers were not working, you know, there's no, you know, something was open. So, right. so huh. we're pivoting a little bit there to try to not, you know, to keep our, our base, but also, so to speak, but also keep, um, <laughs> keep, you know, try to try to make it so that we do more rentals. Uh, Sam was doing that and a good job and doing more mm. things that would might be more of a general public, uh, of general public interest. Uh, so and it's, it's a, it's a mm. hard, you know, it's a hard sort of road to go. And, um, but that shop is, is really being run by Matthew Robinson and Sam Finley. And it's, uh, they're 113 chambers and you can get them by the same number. We get, you always got our shop and, and Lump Sprock is still there, and some some days, and and uh, Bela, and this, we, there's a great new luthier that actually Judy and I got from. Uh, mm. I used to work mm. with his mentor, Patrick Chaton, mm. but this guy's name is Sam Morelli. He's a bass maker. He's made a couple bases now in, in the mm. shop, and he's great. So we're trying to kind of mm. get the younger, mm. newer people in to try to keep that going, and maybe some focus on instrument making. Yeah. The future of our craft, that's a good question. I don't know if you want to continue with that, that or with the, that's another whole yes, no. thing. <laughs> that might okay, be another yeah, rabbit hole, right? Yeah. <laughs> you think? <laughs> but that's okay. I mean, I, I want to interject sure. here now. You mentioned all these names. At least this is just some, just in case these guys hear it, you know, uh, hear about, hear this, you know, podcast. Sam, yeah. 
you know, Matt, you know, I mean, I even get emotional even thinking about it. You know, all these guys have been integral part of the base, the David Gage yes. family. I mean, I can even just talk about Sam. I mean, me and Sam, I think Sam got to the shop around the time I started coming to David Gage's shop, uh, hmm. Bob, maybe around 95. That's I think that okay. was the first time I, I, I started going there and History. to see, yeah. you know, the growth and everything, you know, how integral Sam yes. became to, to your, to your, you know, enterprise, <laughs> you know, it's great. And that you're, 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 you understand that this needs to keep on going and, and to bring him in in the way you have in the past few years to put his name on it. And, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it really is a testament to how close, you know, knit this, this, this group of guys are. And, and it's like music, as you said, I mean, it is music, but it's, you know what I mean? It's yes. like, you know, it's a tradition that needs to keep, that needs to be carried on. And kudos to you for keeping such a tight knit group there. Uh, you know, Matt, who's, you know, the glue to everything along with Sam. And we can't forget Judy, who's, you know, been there from day one with you, you know, making sure this business is, is running tight. Um, you know, Mike, uh, Sprocket, you know, Manny, all the ones that have come and gone, you know, uh, that might hear this this podcast. We appreciate you. Um, and, of course, to the new team that you got there, Koji and all other fellas, uh, you know, uh, we the base community appreciates you. They're doing a great job. And, and it's... Uh... And then, you know, there's a lot, they're, they're, they're doing some real innovative stuff as far as the, the businesses goes. And uh, yeah, it's great. It's really great. It's, mm -hmm. And it's not easy. You know, it's not this little cakewalk. It's, it's a whole no. you know, restructure. I can imagine. Well, well, I mean, because I know you told me that you, you, you know, basically the case situation is, is about yeah. gone. The, the, the checkies is about gone. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? And, and, and I guess yeah, you well, focus, they, you your know, focus is on more of the realist. Is that right? right? That's, uh, that's absolutely right. Um, uh, they, you know, the, when COVID hit, um, a number of businesses went bankrupt, including Strunow, who made the checkies, and also the company that made our cases went bankrupt. Yeah. So we have to, you know, we have to sort of pick and choose. You can't just restart it all up again. Um, and the biggest thing, of course, our realist pickup. We've got new products out. In fact, I was going to talk about our. We have a new docking station now, and we're doing something called with um, um, uh, super capacitors. So it's, we have active electronics. That are not without a battery. They're 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 uh, they are without a battery. They're using uh, super capacity can charge, and so you get a boost and that sort of things happening. But um, you know, so we're doing we're focusing really now. I am on the on the realist pickup and doing keeping that going, and keeping the quality up. We're doing new stuff. We're always going to keep the copper head and the lifeline. We're in fact, there's the shop right here. Right, so you can hear the guys over there. They're making pickups. You know. And, and hey, so, um, David, I mean, I mean, I'm hoping that we, we're we reaching a, a wider audience that don't know anything about your 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 products. Can you just yes. just go through the few pickups that you have so you understand? And for those who don't know, who aren't bass players, this pickup, you know, this amplifies, you know, projects the sound of 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 bass or <laughs> all, I guess all violins yeah. that you all violin uh, instruments. You know, so uh, yes, yes. both, thank you, both instruments. Can you just, just go down the line yeah, really quick sure. if you well, can? Yeah, sure. start off with a string bass, we had something called the Copperhead, and Christian still says that's the best one. You know, exactly. I and, think so, uh, too. And so and that, that's the time-honored tradition. We're never going to let that one go. But um, so we have the Copperhead, we have the mm. Lifeline, which goes at the, at the where the adjusters are in the bridge. Uh, so it's a different location. Mm -hmm. And then we, we also have mm -hmm. what's called a sound clip. This is all bass. 
And that that's, was actually inspired mm. by Ron Carter because he said he needed a pickup. He could take to Europe without his base and just use that and be sure he can get that that happening. He's happy, you know, so mm. so we made the sound mm. clip. Now we make a sound clip for cello and make it also a copperhead for uh, cello and we make a copperhead for violin and a sound clip for violin. Um, and the sound clip is, again, okay. just a little clamp that clamps on. And we have, um, we're making a pickup now for mandolin. And one of the new things we're doing, we've got printed circuits now we're using, which is really kind of cool, where the circuit's printed in a cart. And so it's really, it's a sort of a new technology. And it's, it gives a much, I guess I have to say, much cleaner look in a way. So that's, with the uh, copper, you see the copper. This is just a, it's a black thing you can't see underneath. And it's a very clean look. And it sounds the same, I think. But I think people will always want to go back to, to the Copperhead. So, but the pickup was very fortunate. We started the pickup business about 30 years ago. And it became, I would have to say, in a small world of boat acoustic instruments, a big player. But in a very small world. We had never broken into the guitar world. We've tried. Um, and so that's a whole different thing. Different type of bridge setup and all that. But um but yeah, we're making making all here, and we make a docking station as saying before, which is I don't know if you know that one or not, but it fits underneath the tailpiece for bass, and also it can be used for cello, and you you can you have so you have a volume control right on the instrument, but also we have a switch, mm -hmm. a push pull potentiometer, that can go from active to passive, and when you go to active, it gives you a big mm -hmm. boost, and um, it's kind of got a more it beefs up the bottom end a little bit, uh, which some people don't want, right? Because they just like I think that uh. people like the Copperhead the most because I think probably it's the most um, representative of the actual body of the bass. Well, you dropped a lot of great uh, info great. on us. Thank you so much. Oh for yeah, well, thank you. So I mean, we we're about cool. to to wrap okay. this all up now, and uh, we we like to have our guests you know tell us one thing uh basically we want to know what would uh be something our listeners would be surprised to know about you david oh you know something away, maybe away from the base you just mentioned bird watching maybe that it that's it oh. i don't know <laughs> what would be a surprise? oh boy that's a, that's 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 a good question that's not incriminating yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, of course. Thank you. Exactly. Public record. All different charges. All right, we'll leave too. it there. <laughs> is that is that the thing that yeah. we're surprised about? We'd be surprised. Well, maybe about. it wouldn't be surprised. I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised. Right? I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> but you did mention bird watching. Are you are you really a bird watcher? I remember the Cornell. School program, you know, they have a great program at Cornell with bird, bird preservation, conservation, and bird watching program and identification. But I never agree. I'm a wannabe. It's like I'd like to be like George Morris was a fly fisherman. I actually bought a fly fishing rod from him, and I never, never used it yet because I'm a wannabe. Oh. And he actually went out fly fished. <laughs> you know, I people, I go to we go to Cuba. We had a program in Cuba which we repair instruments for people and show. Uh, players and people down there how to repair. We had a, a, a tellier set up down there. It's gone south after the Trump thing. Mm. Trump really messed it up. Um, but um, mm. so we really, only, we were just there a couple of months ago and trying to set up new things up. But that's, I don't know if it's surprising, but, uh, but it's been really very, um, it's been very, you know, illuminating. I mean, really, 
as he gets so much back, I mean, the people there are so nice and it's, I mean, amazing, mm. amazingly warm. Uh, and the drummers in Cuba are over the top. <laughs> yes, so unbelievable. Yes, yeah. right. That's Such a tradition. Such a tradition. Yeah. Well, that's 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 maybe not surprising, but that's a very beautiful. You know, uh, I remember you you mentioned that before, but now the world knows about your mission to help out the Cubans with their you know with their base right. you know, repair technique and and all of that man you give it back yeah. we actually have a student yeah we actually have a student who went to the university of michigan we helped get her in there bob helped her out now she's at tulane <laughs> i wish we could see you see your face but you have such great expressions or whatever but you know unfortunately we weren't able to do that today in zoom but thank you so much for your time david you are you know such a gem no, thank you uh i mean you and, I, and I'm, I'm glad, as I said, in the top of the program, I'm honored to know you. I'm honored to still, you know, have a relationship with you. Come Even living in California, you're the only person I take my base to or my bases to. And, um, you know, you know, I, I, I'm speaking for the whole base community. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank and you, the whole, you know, really, Finlay really and, really. and engaged shop for all you do. Well, all right? Thank you a lot. I mean, I really feel honored, really privileged to be able to. Really, I am to be able to. Well, we were very honored and privileged that you were able to join us today. Thank you so much, David. Thank you so much for coming through. Hey, Bob. Okay, Bob and Griffin. Thank you. Okay, Bob. Okay. Yeah.